This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Huff from Twickenham Cricket Club. Um, as usual, I'm joined by two esteemed guests this evening. Um, first up, we have Sam and Ali from North London. Hi, Sal. Good evening, Dan. How's tricks? You okay? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Good, good. Good, good. Um, I'm very pleased to welcome uh, someone who has played an awful lot of cricket in Middlesex, both in the County League and before the County League even really uh, um, became, you know, the, the Premier League that we recognise now. Um, and that's Mike Milton, um, once of Finchley. Mike, how's things with you? You well? Yeah, Dan, good evening. Salmon, uh, good evening. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Super. Um, I'm going to kick off, Mike, because um, obviously you, you uh, played most of your cricket um, before, well, before the turn of the millennium, I guess, retired in the late 1990s. Um, so many of our listeners might might not be up to speed on um, uh, you know on, on your achievements in the game. So actually, I think it might make sense. Sal, can can you talk us through what what Mike's what Mike's achieved, and where he's come from? Um, because he's probably far too modest to tell us many of these things himself. Sure. Now, um, Mike's CV is long as my current shopping list at the moment. So just bear with me. <laughs> just take and you can't get it by click, click and collect either, can you? You know, it's, no, uh, you can't can't at all. Um, so Finchie playing member since 1961, where he's captain the side for eight years. Um, in league and cup, he scored more than 12,000 runs and taken 680 wickets. Um, being an MCC full playing member since 1969, where he's been on many tours abroad, and also represented the club cricket conference, where he played from 1978 to 1985. Again, toured abroad, including trips to Sri Lanka, Singapore, and Australia. Um, MCCL representative side, which he captain as well, which we'll talk about later on, and also played minor county cricket for Bucks for uh, again uh, quite a long period of time. So, as you can hear, quite an extensive CV, and you know, um, great to have him on this week. Well, that's it, is it? Just, just that that list is it. That's seventeen thousand achievements. That's that's phenomenal. I had to cut, I had to a... cut it down. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is that is quite a, an impressive CV for any club cricketer. Mike, I'm going to ask you a very simple question to set the ball rolling. Where did it all begin? How did you get into cricket? Where did you start playing? Uh, I actually started playing uh, village cricket in Hertfordshire in a place called Elstree. Um, of the studios? I was at, very close to Elstree Studios, yeah. yeah in a oh, village okay. right. uh, in Hertfordshire. Very modest uh, playing conditions. Um, but... I, I was playing, uh, I had the advantage of being very young, uh, playing in your cricket, even though it was at a relatively low level. Um, at school, I was at Downer County Grammar School in um, uh, Kingsbury, uh, from where I was uh, selected to play for Middlesex um, uh, Grammar Schools uh, in 1961. And then Middlesex Young Amateurs the same year 
where I met uh, Tim Selwood, who was then playing for Finchley. Um, and during the course of that summer, he, Tim asked me where I was playing cricket. And I told him I was playing uh, village cricket. And he said, you're wasting your time. You should come and play for a decent club. So in 1962, I joined Finchley <laughs> and I've been there ever since. And what, did you start because your your father played cricket, or was it just something that your that, that people around you were doing? What was what prompted the initial uh, we, steps? We to be actually taken? lived we um, in Elstree. We lived in Elstree at the time, and our house backed onto uh, the cricket ground where they played village cricket. So you know, I naturally climbed over climbed over the fence and started playing cricket. Uh, my father was actually an athlete. Super. Uh, he was a, a runner. Uh, um, and, and not not a cricketer, um, but he he was a uh, an athlete in many respects, um, and encouraged me to play cricket, um, which I did. And you you mentioned you played for Middlesex and the junior sections. How how, how much cricket did you play for Middlesex? There, did you go through the junior sections, or uh, um, I didn't. No, I, um, not at all. I I was picked to play uh, for the Middlesex grammar schools, um, uh, and then Middlesex. Oh, of course, sorry, yes, to the grammar schools. Um, and yeah. they they did ask me for a, f- a number of years after uh, after that year to play for second eleven, which I did. I played a number of Middlesex second eleven games from Evans nineteen that year nineteen sixty one sixty two through till mid seventies. Right, right. Now, one of the things I noticed when I look back through the, the way the league has developed is that um, the format changed. Quite fundamentally, and I, I can't quite remember off the top of my head when it changed, but it used to be that there was 18 teams in a division and you played everybody once. We played now, everybody course, once, um, um, but more importantly, yep. um, and something that you, you didn't highlight uh, in our preamble, was the fact that in the, in the original day, um, sometimes a match would be all day and others would be half day. And it was left entirely up to the two clubs to decide whether they wanted to play all day or half day. Um, really? There were, there were, so absolutely, was most... yeah. We would play oh. probably half of those uh, fixtures uh, would be all day. We certainly played Hornsey, um, uh, who else? Bronsbury, uh, Teddington, uh, a few of the other clubs. Uh, we always played all day and other clubs just would, didn't want to play all day. Yeah. So can you define all day for me? We're talking sort of 11 o'clock 11 start, start like that. 11 30 start with lunch at 1 30. Um, so you either right. start. And how many overs would you get in? in that? There was no restriction. You, you could. Sure, um, but in an average you could game, bowl if the game went all the way would, and it was a draw, would it be. You'd probably, you'd probably still play 120 overs, probably. But again, right. there was no restriction on how many overs the, the side batting first could bat. And it, so it got could, so bad. I mean, it got a, so a, bad. In those days, we had such a strong batting side that um, it, it, on many occasions, sides would bat eighty overs against us. Well, I was going to ask you that. That was the, yeah. my initial thought. Was what's the most any side ever batted in one game against us? Eighty-two overs. Eighty-two, and you had what thirty back? Yeah, and, and we back. won. We won. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that was Stanley. Well, I grew up with that, Sal, didn't we? In that, 
I wasn't going to ask you to name check, but now as soon as you mention it, okay. Um, I mean, Sal and I grew up when this was a possibility in, in the Middlesex Championship, Sal, didn't we? Where the sides could bat on right. beyond 55 overs. Yeah. So I, mm. I remember that. Um, and I remember our captain doing it um, for, for Twickenham back then. And we batted best part of 65 overs and lost because Edmonton, um, Edmonton chased it in 35 overs. But, but did, did, so the decision to play an all-day game, when was that decided? Months and months before? Uh, it, uh, well, a, a lot of the um, fixtures were old established fixtures before the league started. So, I mean, we would play, right? Uh, you know, a, a, all of the league sides. We would, we generally, uh, we would, we would have, we had been playing them for many years before the league started. Um, and right. if if the fixture had traditionally been an eleven thirty start, it continued to be so. Right. And were there any clubs that you, you had suspicions of? Oh, they, they only want to play a shortened game because they're weaker, for example. And that oh, means for them to hold yeah. out for a draw? Or was that... Absolutely. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the weaker sides did not want to play all-day cricket because it obviously exposed them to a longer game, which they were more likely to lose. Right. And, and when, was that, when did that become regulated, that you had to play a, a certain amount of time? Was it, I guess it would have been then. Was that only with the ECB League in 1999, or was that before then? That that was I regulated? honestly can't remember. Uh, there were certainly restrictions. Um, uh, I, I honestly can't. I think it, it must have been around the late 80s that, the, that it actually changed oh, okay. and that there were um, limitations on the first side batting first and also on the playing hours. Right. right. And was there issues to do with home and away as well? Because, of course, you only played every side. I, once, as far as I'm aware, home and away year. only came in um, when, when the league was cut down to 10. Right. Which makes sense. You can't play everybody home and away with an 18-team league. That doesn't work. No, that's in right. No, you can't. Um, you can't. Yeah. But of course, I mean, I, I was talking to somebody else about this issue um, not so long ago. And, 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 you know, the Six Nations works perfectly well. And, and there's no home and away fixtures in the Six Nations rugby. So there's no, you don't have to play everybody home and away to make it a genuine competition. Although I guess there must have been people who felt that was appropriate, right? Even back then? Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, it, it, uh, it, well, because there was, it was such a big league, uh, you just couldn't play home and away. Yeah. And that wasn't just Mike, a Middlesex thing, you. was it? Yeah. Go on, Sal, go Mike, on. Yeah, yeah, Mike, I want to come in. Um, so in terms of when you played against opposition sides, I know nowadays you must know that clubs have allocated Middlesex players playing for them if they can. What was the situation then when you played in terms of Middlesex players playing on a Saturday for their club sides? How did that um, work? In those days, it rarely happened. It rarely happened. The, okay. the, the pros didn't, didn't play club cricket in those days. I think that only started, as have. I recall, in the in the eighties. Um, okay. And I think the the logic for that is that they would have played a lot more championship cricket, wouldn't they? So there'd been a lot there, there, more. Yes, there was a lot more cricket. games. There were yeah. there was a lot more cricket that the pros were playing, and they just didn't have time to play um, uh, to play league cricket. And and generally, what it, what tended to happen is that only those people that came from that particular club and went into county cricket continued playing for the club. I mean, right. in, the, in the late, and, and what a, late 70s, early 80s, we had Bill Murray um, play for us, but he, he actually played for us before he, he went to Middlesex. He didn't go to Middlesex and then get allocated to Finchley. He was actually a, 
a Finchley member and got picked to play for Middlesex because he played well for Finch. So the league had a sort of, it had a feeder function. I mean, it does now. You would hope that good, and the two boys we spoke to last week from North Middlesex are great examples of that. People yes, who yes. do well in the league uh, and use it as a springboard in the first-class cricket. And that, that obviously still happened then, right? It did, yes. It did. It, it, was le- it happened less so uh, because there was, uh, I would say, in those days, there was a, a bigger gap between club cricket and county cricket. Right. And why was that? I just think the county standard was much better than it, than it right. is today. Oh, so the Okay. Well, I guess the counties, they, they, they bring about more versatile players now. I'm trying to get my words right here. Uh, um, they're different. They're different. different the formats and, county yeah. players these days tend to be one-day players. Um, and yeah. they, they have a different makeup. I mean, they, 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 both batsmen and bowlers have to be top fielders. Whereas in the old days, you know, the, the fast bowler put his foot down and stopped, stopped the ball with his foot, picked it up and threw it back in. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas these days, the, the bowlers throw themselves around on the floor fielding and, and are specialist fielders much more so than they ever were 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, I do wonder what Fred Truman would have made of Jimmy Anderson's fielding exploits. Because <laughs> I obviously never saw Fred play live. But I suspect, he, he was I actually, he he was was actually a great catcher. Fred had a great pair of hands. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. Okay. Magnificent catch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. Um, Sal, you wanted to ask something about um, uh, uh, about Buckinghamshire, right? Is that in uh, yeah. the minor counties cricket? Yeah, sure. So, Mike, obviously, we mentioned earlier on your, your extensive CV and involved playing some minor county cricket for Bucks for numerous years. Also, um, you was a prominent member of the club cricket conference side, which obviously was made up of club players from all around the country, I take it. I mean, what was those two experiences like? How did, they, how did you come about getting involved in both those two setups? Uh, I got invited to play for Buckinghamshire, having tried for many years or, to put the word around with Hertfordshire that I was keen to play um, minor county cricket, but for some reason uh, that never happened. Um, and 87 or 78, I got invited to play for Bucks and I grabbed it with both hands and had a great time playing oh, okay. for and- Buckinghamshire. And again, obviously, them days you would have played against county sides in in various competitions. Is that is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played now with no sort of like linked or we played the first and and uh, well, we never got past the first round, but we played the first round of the NatWest Trophy. Um, had mm. one amazing game at uh, Taunton against uh, Somerset with Viv Richards, uh, Botham, and Joel Garner, which was uh, an experience I'll never forget. Oh, you've got to elaborate on that, Michael. We can't leave us there like that. Come on. What year, what year was details, that, Mike? Uh, 1985. Can you remember? 1985. Oh, you... oh, okay. Okay. And, and what were the scores? Was it close game? Uh, not really, no. We got 160 and they got them quite easily. Sort of not the point, is it? No, yeah. but uh, yeah. facing Ghana was just uh, an ex- uh, 90 minutes of my life that I'll never forget. Well, at least you had 90 minutes. I think most of us were at about 90 seconds. Yeah, no, <laughs> he was, uh, it's, uh, I, I, anyone that says that he wasn't quick is, just doesn't understand the game because it, it was like standing in the, in the middle of a motorway, dodging trucks. Just wow. an, an amazing That's experience. a good way of describing, isn't it? Just amazing. And how about, 
So, Viv, what was he like in terms of striking the ball? How hard was it? Uh, I imagine we had, we actually dropped him on four, but he he, he didn't get many. Oh. But uh, we dropped him on four. Uh, but uh, yeah, an amazing player. Okay. Well, so, and, I've got a, sorry about Somerset at that era as well because two years before then they played Shropshire, obviously my team. And our opening bowler for Shropshire was a guy that most of you will know if you follow football, Stevie Grizzvich. Agree, I played against uh, him. He used yeah. to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grizzvich. Yeah, and, and he was he was he was handful. Um, he was a big lad, and he used to come in and, and yeah, he used to not throw the ball down. And he um, he famously got Viv Richards in the first over of the game mm. when Shropshire played Somerset 1983, only to turn around, see the umpire, no ball. Oh uh, no! So you know he, he knocked Viv's off stump out and. Um, and, and then he turned around and, of course, you know, um, let, let's just say that they batted a bit longer and Shropshire didn't win. <laughs> yes, oh dear. Yeah. But, there, but there we go. So, yeah, Steve Grzovic did really well against um, Viv Richards and it didn't count. But, of course, Mike, you've been quite modest there. Um, I've just looked up as we, we've been talking the, the scorecard from your game. And, of course, you top scored with, with 33 um, against, uh, against Somerset. And, and that was... Um, as I scroll down the scorecard, not just any old Somerset, you know, some bloke called Garner opened the bowl in and some bloke... I think he got five, didn't he? ...at the other end. Five for I think Joel got five that game. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and he didn't get you. Somebody, I, I must admit, with one bowler I don't know in their lineup. We've got Vic Marks, who, of course, played test cricket. Colin Dredge, good bowler. Viv Richards, he's got test wickets as an offie. But a guy called Davis got you. I genuinely don't know. Who was that? M. Left Bernard arm. Davis. Yeah, left arm seamer. So you got through Garner and both of them. And then you got out <laughs> with a bit of dibbly dobbly left arm. Um, Absolutely. But so, so I'm intrigued. What's the strategy when you face both them and Garner? Is there a strategy other than survival? How did you deal with it? It's that? survival. It's survival. You right. realise quite how impossible it would be to face that guy on a bad wicket, because as Taunton uh, in those days, I don't know what it's, it is these days, but in on that day, it was the flattest wicket you you could ever play on, and it was like playing. A normal club bowler on a minefield. Right. He was. He was just. Just. I don't know how he generated the pace that he did off a, a dead wicket, basically. But it was just like lightning. And of course, he's he's what six 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 seven. He's big. Six lad, eight. Isn't he? he comes down six from, eight. Yeah, from, from wow. Yeah, a fair old challenge. And both of them at the other end is going to be an altogether different proposition. He's, he swings the ball. Obviously, he's not. He's not as quick. I'd have thought as Garner. So, uh, nothing like as quick, no. But um, but the the challenge was but was Garner, no question. The big bird, yeah. And you 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 bowled a bit as well that day. You took a wicket. Can you remember uh, much about I it? I think I got Roebuck out. If I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Bowled him. I bowled him. Did it? Yeah, that's right. It, yeah, it yeah. brushed his pad and bowled him. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, one for thirteen off six. That's um, that's a decent return if it in anybody's book. So. Great stuff. And they were great days. I mean, and I, I can reminisce with the best of them about cricket, but the Gillette Cup, as, it, as I'm sure it was then, when minor counties went up against, you know, the, the best of the best. And all three of those guys played in that competition in the first round. It was a highlight of the season. And of course, it's not there anymore or it's not in the same way. Um, and, and personally, I think that's, that's a bit of a shame. And I, I guess you'd probably agree with that, right? Uh, absolutely. I think ECB made a huge mistake in changing the uh, status and format of minor county cricket. Right. Because I had a day off school every year in, in May to go and watch Shropshire play. Whoever we played, Yorkshire one year, Somerset the next, Leicestershire that one year, Gower played, I remember, at St George's. Always a great day and just feel a bit of yes. a shame they're not, not there um, anymore. Enough of such things. Sal? Yeah, I was going to also ask you about the, 
and the club cricket conference side, Mike. So, I mean, what kind of fixtures did you play and how were they arranged? And also, you did some overseas touring from what I read as well. So, what was that experience like? Uh, I had a great time. Um, a lot of the guys that I played minor county cricket with and against uh, were on those tours. People like uh, Alf Langley, um, uh, who else? Um, Cardigan Connor, uh, who played a lot for Hampshire. Wow. Um, he came on the uh, Australia tour. Um, yeah, they were just great times. Great times. And also, I was told that you played um, against Pakistan for Kenya. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I uh, spent two years living in Kenya um, and played uh, league cricket um, or Premier League cricket uh, for in Kenya for Nairobi Jim Kana, and uh, they asked me if I'd w- want to play for Kenya, which I did against uh, Pakistan. It was just a one-off game, a one-day game. While we're talking about representative uh, representative cricket, um, Mike, we're quite interested to hear your thoughts on playing for the County League's representative side? Because I know you played for that for, for, for nigh on a decade or so, in fact, a bit longer. Um, longer, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was a, a serious competition back then, wasn't it, when leagues competed against each other and it was quite Absolutely. a prestigious side to be called up to. What, what are your memories of that? Absolutely. Uh, in the old days, the, ca- the captain of the winning league team the year previously, captained the uh, league side for the following year in the uh, ECB competition, uh, the sort of inter-county oh, league. Le- so the- it was a yeah. sort of an accepted thing that, you know, ah, whoever captained okay. the, the league side, the winning league side, uh, one year captained the league side the following year. Um, so I, I think I was playing in the league side for from about 75 onwards um, and then uh, Finchley won the league uh, 78, 9 and 80. So I captained the league team in those three years um, and then the following three years, even though we didn't win it, um, they asked me if I would carry on captaining. Um, so I did um, and I think I played until, the, until we went to uh, Kenya in um, 1985. And you know we had a we had a, a the, the league team in those days was a, was a really good side. You know people like um, uh, Alf Langley played. Um, you know we just Mickey Dunn from uh, Southgate, uh, Chris Payne. Uh, we had a really good um, a really good team that you would have gone anywhere with. And and how does, did the competition work? I, I guess you'd play teams around London first or leagues around London and, and then eventually if you kept winning it's a national competition right that's right yes yeah I think we got one year we got to the uh, semi-final um, and went up to Scotland uh, and played half a game that we were winning you know easily um, got rained off and they tossed a coin and we lost so we didn't get in the final and, and that My year we goodness. had a really good side you know Martin Ginger. That's a long way uh, to go to toss a coin, isn't it? Blinking out. I know, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, now, in recent years, and we, we mused a little bit on this uh, last week, actually, that, that I wouldn't say the competition has fallen into disrepute. That might be a bit too harsh. But certainly, it, it doesn't have the prestige that, that, it, that it, it used to. Why is that, do you think? Is it, is it the na- is it there's so much cricket's being played? Is it other competitions simply have 
taken precedence for whatever reason? What, what, what are your thoughts? I, I think what has happened is that um, midweek and Sunday cricket has become almost uh, of no importance at all these days. I mean, we played all cup cricket on midweek. We rarely played um, uh, a cup game on Sunday. Occasionally we did, right. but uh, mostly league, uh, league cricket was played Saturdays. Cup cricket was played midweek. So that's really interesting. And the thought of playing a cup game midweek, I mean... I, oh, you wouldn't, I, you well, know, you I just wouldn't get a side that. out these days. We, exactly. I mean, Finchley yeah. have people tried it uh, in, the last, in the last 10 years, and we've just been completely unable to get sides out. Yeah. Midweek well, I, cricket I has just disappeared. Getting... Sure, sure. And I find that even on Sundays, and even with a competition like the one you've just been talking about, because for, for, for my sins, but back in, I think it was 2009, I, I captained the, the, the county league's um, rep side for divisions two and three in, in that same competition. And we, we, did, we did reasonably well in it. We won, won a couple of games. Um, I remember we played uh, Mid-Essex League at South Hampstead. And, and then we got to the third round and we were playing away at um, divisions two to six or whatever it is of the Kent League over in Bromley. Looking forward to it. And I couldn't get a team out. It was a nightmare. I remember yeah, thinking to myself, you know, this is, this is the type of fixture people should be queuing up to play in. Um, and by about nine o'clock on a Saturday night, because the game was on a Sunday, um, my wicketkeeper had, had dropped out. You know, it may well be for perfectly understandable reasons, but it's nine o'clock on a Saturday. I've got to go to Bromley to play the Kent League, and I can't get a goddamn wicketkeeper. So in the end, <laughs> without a word of a lie, I was in the middle of the pavilion at Twickenham, and I just looked round and thought, who on earth can I, can I get to, to don the gloves? I want someone just to stop the ball, quite frankly. And um, I ended up sort of, you know, the next person who walked through the door was was our third eleven wicketkeeper, uh, John Trippett, who, who's um, you know like all wicketkeepers, mad as a box of frogs. And um, I, I'd called him over, Trippers, what are you doing tomorrow? And he didn't say, you know, he didn't say anything quick enough. So I said, right, you're coming with me to Bromley. So we ended up playing with our third eleven keeper, who's never played first eleven cricket in Middlesex, and no disrespect to him, he never will. Um, and yet he's played for the county league's representative side because I, I just I couldn't get people to play. And um, and it was quite funny watching him because he he, he insisted on uh, on standing far too close to a, to a guy who later came to play for Twickenham called Maz Haffergy, who you may have remembered. Sal certainly knows him from North London. Right. And um, let's just say the first ball, it didn't touch his gloves. I mean, you know, I remember the ping as it hit the, the boundary boards uh, behind him. Um, so I had to persuade him that it wasn't quite, you know, third eleven cricket, and you <laughs> get back fifteen yards, you clang. Um, a sad indictment <laughs> on the competition, really. And I, I was very very sort of saddened. By, by that um do, do, you, do you think there's any way around that in terms of the cups i mean i've sort of written off the league competition now but the cups have struggled with this i mean you played an evening standard for, for many years do you, is there any hope yes. that cup cricket yep. might be rejuvenated or is that train uh, left the station? i don't see how you're going to do it because people just don't seem to want to play anymore sure you know we, we we've got um league cricket now reduced to uh, 50 overs because uh, apparently people want to leave the, want to leave the ground at six o'clock. Mike, in 20 years' time, when you and Sal and I are still doing this podcast, we'll all be playing 2020. And that's what I fear. To admit it. Yeah, it's not the way I want it uh, to be. And I'm uh, no, but no, people don't want to spend seven hours playing cricket anymore, or a lot of people don't want to play seven hours with the cricket, and it's it's a shame, but it's the world I guess we live in, isn't it? Uh, yes, and it, and it reflects in the standard, unfortunately. 
Mike, I was going to ask you, so obviously you mentioned you played for the league side and played in the league for many seasons for Finchley. You must have come up against some really, you know, excellent players and some real characters of the game. If you had the chance to pick two opening batsmen and two opening bowlers, who would you go for and why? And it could be from any club. It could be from your club or from other clubs. I guess that's to play on your team right, Sal, isn't it? So if you, if yeah, you yeah, could yeah, yeah, on your, on your side, yeah. yeah. I think the most exciting opening batsman I saw was a guy called David Hayes, um, who whose ball striking was legendary. Um, I think he, we used to play Shepherd's Bush, and I think three or four seasons running, he hit the first ball of the game off the same bowler straight back over his head for six. I mean, you just don't see, you just don't do not see that in, in cricket. Um, the guy was just a legend, a ball striking legend. And, and he, he, and he, he played him at the, in the batting. Yeah, I mean, I, he, I, I opened the batting with him and, and with Tim Selwood. Um, and Hazy would, would play in anybody's team. I think he, he scored uh, when he played for Cambridge, I think it was Cambridge University. Uh, he got sent down for basically not doing any work in his second year. Uh, and he got the telegram from his tutor at Cambridge when they were playing, when Cambridge University were playing Swansea, or were playing, um, uh, playing at Swansea. And he just took it out, <laughs> excuse me, took it out on the ball and w- was out uh, after 46 balls for 98. And I think wow. Jim Parks got the fastest century that year in 54 balls. So if, if the ball that he was out caught at long on uh, had, had gone for six, he was, he was scored the fastest century in first-class cricket that year. A remarkable, yeah. absolutely remarkable. Wow, that's, that's quite, some, ball striker. quite some story. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and about what sort of bowlers that you come across? I mean, to, who would you go for? Uh, I think along two. with along with uh, Hazy opening the batting, I'd, I'd pick Alf Langley uh, at Shepherd's okay. Bush. Um, bowlers, yeah. um, bowlers, fast bowlers. Um, could be anyone. It could be spin. I think Peter Waterman uh, from Wembley was one of the quickest, um, and probably Peter Ray as the most eccentric cricketer, but also one of the best. That's what we've been told. Yeah, I mean, can you get a little story about Peter Ray before we move on to the next question? Uh, the next part. <laughs> he's just a remarkable character. I don't know if you um, heard the story about his hat trick at uh, for Wembley against Winchmore Hill. He bowled the um, uh, ninth number nine. Uh, number ten came in and took guard. Um, this was the last three balls, of the, or the, that was the fourth ball of the last over. Um, so he, he'd taken a wicket on the fourth, fourth ball. On the fifth ball, um, the number 10 came in, uh, took guard, asked the umpire how many balls left, where, whereupon Peter said, one for you and one for the next mug. <laughs> and he bowled them both. <laughs> Fantastic. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um Mike, I, bring this up today. I had, I had a question about the here and now, really, um, and that was about Finchley and, 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 and the 2020 season, this, this forthcoming season. Let's assume we have one at some point, um, you know, even if it's sort of just eight or nine games. 
Um, what are you expecting from Finchley in the County League this year? And what do you, what do you, you know, how, how close did you follow their fortunes? And, and do you think they're likely to be a, a real force to be reckoned with? Uh, we've got uh, a good side, but I don't think we stand much chance of winning it. Um, the best I think we can hope for is to be somewhere in the mid, in the mid uh, middle of the table. Right. Although in shortened seasons. You know, if you win three or four games on the bounce, all of a sudden, um, you, you can be in a good place, can't you? And I, I guess we you are, can. You know. Yes, uh, we're a, a, a little short of bowlers. Right. Ooh, our right. captain Hassan Khan had an amazing season last year, and basically single-handedly kept the uh, kept the side from being relegated. And he, is he around this year? He's around still, isn't he? He's around. He's around again. Um, yeah, but. Uh, he needs a lot of support. Right. Well, I think making predictions about where seasons are going to go is very hard anyway. So, um, so, so, you know, I think all sides at this time of year will, will be able to see the glass half full and half empty, right? You know, you can always see that you've got good players who can perform. Every club in that league has. But yes. all it takes yes. is, a, is two, two or three bad weeks and suddenly you're down near the bottom again. So it's one of the great well, virtues right. of sport, I suppose. Cool. We normally end, Mike, and we're going to do the same tonight with a little quiz. Um, as, as I say to everyone we speak to, the first answer you think of is normally the best one. Um, right. And, and, and most of the questions are, are, are either or. So um, I was going to kick off with one that we've asked everybody so far. Uh, very simple. If you had the choice, Sky Sports or BBC's TMS? Oh, Test Match Special every day. Ah, can I ask why? I just think the um, going back as far as Brian Johnson... Um, you know, just the repartee, the commentary, just the sheer humour of the whole thing is is just superb. And um, yeah, I, I just I just love Test Match Test Match Special. Yeah, it works for me at work. I have to say, you know, I can't really sit in my office and watch Sky Sports. That that doesn't go down so well. Um, but I can definitely listen to TMS. So in that context, I, it's, I it's think the, the ideal companion. the ideal ideal combination is is listening to Test Match Special and watching Test Match Test Cricket on Sky. Yeah, I can see that. That 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 would make sense. Yep, all good. Um, Sal, over to you. Okay, you mentioned earlier on in our, in the podcast. Um, so if you had to choose between one of these two batsmen, Mike, who would it be? Would it be um, Vivian Richards or Sachin Tendulkar? Uh, Viv every time. And why is okay. that? Uh, you couldn't bolt him. You could bolt a Tendulkar, but you couldn't bolt a Viv. He was brutal, wasn't he? That's the thing with Richards. Disdainful of anybody even thinking Absolutely. they had the better of him. Yeah. 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 I love the story of, uh, of um, Cowdery's only, uh, Chris Cowdery's only uh, match against the West Indies as captain. <laughs> they went out to that. toss. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Cowdery attempted to exchange teams. And he said, and Viv says, play Play who you like, man. It won't make any difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great story. And I think, Viv, was that the game where he went out to, to, to toss in like flip-flops? and In a T-shirt, t- so yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> and you can only do that if you're Viv Richards. If I did if you're Viv, the Twickenham yeah. Force, yeah, you know, you just got laughed out of town, wouldn't you? But, um, yeah, great. he stuff. wasn't called Master Blaster for nothing. Yeah. Next one then. Um, time or limited overs cricket? Oh, time, every time. Yeah, the mortgage would have gone on that, if I'm being perfectly honest. I thought you might say that. Um, Sam? Yeah. 
Okay, um, so we're going to talk about some matches now that you've played in and occasions that have been sort of pretty memorable in your career. Um, if you had to choose from one of these two, which one would you choose? Is it um, winning the even standard trophy at the Oval with Finchley or playing for the MCC at Lords? Uh, I would choose club over anyone else. And how many times did you win the trophy with Finchley at the, um, at the Oval? Was it more than once? Uh, I, we only won it once at the Oval. Um, and I think the, uh, I think since that, that I was playing in, we've won it several times, uh, after I retired. Um, I think twice after I retired. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Dan. Super. Yeah. Um, this is a slight variant on, on a question we've asked before, and we're trying to take into account a little bit, you know, sort of people's experience in the game. And, and it, so you have a choice of three, right? If you had to pick one, would you pick um, Stokes, Botham, or Flintoff? Mm, probably Botham. Botham, okay. Because yes. when, when I was thinking about this question, it occurred to me it depends a little bit where you'd want them to bat. Because I'm, I'm not. If you said I want them to bat at seven, then I, th- I think I think Botham. Because he's he's the best bowler of the three in terms of he's the number of wickets. By far he took. the best but, bowler. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I think both of them would be the man. But if you wanted somebody to bat at six, I think Stokes Stokes gets in the game there. But he's still a young man, isn't he? With plenty more left in his locker. Maybe um, in ten years' time, he'll he'll he'll, he'll have the same number of wickets as both of them. Although I, I doubt it somehow. I don't know. What... I doubt it. No, he won't. He'll never have the same uh, penetration as Beefy had when before his back went. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, certainly his exploits of last summer were phenomenal. And he did all right, know, didn't in he? terms he, of he did all in right. terms of playing playing those two innings, I, I I don't even think Beefy could have played those two innings. Yeah, well, we mentioned in a previous pod that the Headingley um, the Headingley innings that made both them that his signature innings, which is you couldn't be more different to the Headingley innings that Stokes played. You know, which no, was calculated, which different. was cool, which was thoughtful. Yeah, whereas, of course, Botham's was was a chaotic sort of jamboree of bonkersness, wasn't it? With, with duck yes, hooks yes. for six and yep. all the rest of it. Yeah. Cool. Sal, over to you. Okay, so we're on to um, what me and Dan sort of like to talk about, which is food. Yeah. And <laughs> we're going to ask you, Mike, what your favourite food option would be. So if you had a choice of fish and chips or roast dinner, which one would you go for? Obviously, me and Dan would go for both, but you can only yep. choose one. Fish and um... Probably roast duck. Oh, roast duck. Okay, oh, not had that one before. Okay. It's a new one. Yeah, and and we've heard yeah. from other people that the teas at Lords are phenomenal. Is this true? Uh, the food at uh, lunches and teas at Lords are good. Okay, it's not a rumor. Then we're, we're getting lots of empirical no, evidence no, no, to no. say that they are phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> no, they are very good. good. Yeah, right. Um, now this is going to be a politically difficult one, and I'm intrigued to see where you go with this one. At their best, who was the better player? Um, Mike Milton or Jake Milton? Uh, <laughs> probably, I mean, I'm a great believer in <laughs> it's an, stats. It's an awful question. <laughs> no, it's not. The, the stats would say that I was the better player. Cool. We'll leave it at that. And I have to say, I, I've, I've only played against Jake a couple of times, but he was, uh, he was a pretty good player. Um, and he was, he was a good player. someone who was... Yeah, very still well respected around the league. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, still playing, isn't he, in New Zealand? Yeah. Yes. Good, good. Sal? Okay, Mike. So, again, in your checkered career, you've had many sort of 
matches at different grounds in different sort of countries, which ground would you say is your favourite one you've played at? Finchley. I was okay. going to say, oh. leave Finchley to one side. Yeah, yeah, good point. Ah, leaving Finchley Both. aside, uh, yeah, Lord. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, if you had to play game, one more game in the Middlesex League and it wasn't at Finchley, where would it be? Really, that's a difficult one. If it wasn't at Finchley. Um... While you're thinking about it, I think, I think it's worth remembering the grounds change, um, the people you play against change, tracks change. Certainly, we've seen that at my club at Twickenham uh, you know, over the years. Yeah, um, um... And so... I, a lot of background is about I loved, who you're playing against. Loved, in the I always loved playing at Ealing, but uh, it's it's not a good uh, place to play cricket these days. It was a much better place to play cricket in terms of the wicket when I was playing. Mm. Right. I mean, Southgate must have been a good place to play. Now, I always think it's a good. It looks a good place to play, but I always enjoyed playing there. Um, good place to bat. It it was a good place. Yeah, I enjoyed playing at Southgate as well. Cool. Um, this is an open question. We don't normally have open question on the quiz, but we're going to do two tonight. I'll finish with one, then Sal's got one. If, we, if you had to mention one person um, in this category, who would it be? And that's the toughest player you ever played against. Mm, the toughest. I guess to be um, you probably leaving Joel Garner aside because clearly Joel Garner. I'm saying leaving Joel Garner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe there was a the guy league. that played played. Uh, opened the bat, opened the bowling, and batted in the middle for Southgate, um, called Mickey Dunn. And I don't think anyone ever tried harder in a game against us. Mm. He he was a tough competitor um, and a good competitor. And in terms of uh, someone that really competed, I would say no one competed harder than Mickey. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Okay, Mike, so this is a final question. And again, you've played many matches over your career, but which game would you say was your favourite match in all your career? Let's stick to the league for this one, maybe in the league itself. Oh, goodness me. Um, I don't think I could... I honestly couldn't think of a, um, one that is is a favourite match. Um, honestly, I can't. I couldn't pick one. Okay, from, how about from a personal point of view where you may have, you know, taken the most wickets or scored the most runs or had a massive impact on the game itself? Uh, I think getting, uh, I got nine wickets against uh, Wembley on the flattest wicket at Finchley, um, which is probably uh, the best performance in terms of influencing uh, a game because we only, we only scored 170 runs on a very flat wicket. And we bowled them out 140. Okay. Well, that's often that's the best games enough. to win, though, Mike, aren't they? That. The ones where the low scoring they games are, yes. where. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, and they're the ones I, as a general rule, will remember more than the 340 versus the 320. Yeah. Brilliant. Good, good. Guys, we, we, we've, we've gone a little bit longer than I thought we would, which is great. It means there's plenty of good stuff to talk about. Mike, thanks ever so much for coming on board, for talking us through Pleasure. some, you know, some fantastic stuff. Um, fingers crossed we do get to see Finchley play in 2020 we're, we're, we're still hopeful um, that we will get at least half a season in fingers crossed um, Sal thanks again anything you want to finish off with um, no, I just want to thank Mike again from, from behalf of us too and, and Eugene as well just for coming on and massive great insight into your career in the league itself you know a lot of us didn't know about the league and going back sort of beyond sort of 
year 2000 so it's nice to get an insight on how it was and the format was played and yeah. next week again we've got another guest on next week we're changing sort of uh our format slightly so we've got uh, uh, an official next week and one of the guys who wears a white coat week in week out and he'll be on next week so we look forward to that so yeah that's good great. as a teaser i would say um and this is no one's going to get this from this comment but i'll put it there anyway the greatest game i ever played in as a club cricketer this man was the umpire, so I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely gonna talk to him about that game next week. I'll just leave that there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for your time. Um see you all okay. again. Next Keep week. well. Stay healthy. Cheers, bye. Take bye care. Bye bye. Podcast Network.